Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our communities. What did they do to get started? And what are they doing to stay there? And oh my goodness, here we are. We're already in September of 2023. And I have another special guest on the show today as I'm getting to visit with Megan Bayeza. Megan, well, she's the Director of Internships and Employee Relations at UT Permian Basin. She's also the president for the Permian Basin Sherm chapter. And Megan, I'm so excited to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Can I say go Falcons? Yes. Oh my gosh. Hey, by the way, I don't know if I told you this when I I recently saw you, but my younger brother has a degree with a certificate that says graduate of the uh, University of Texas Permian Basin. So there you go. (laughs) I love it. Now, you were also recognized, uh, I see, by the young professionals of Odessa for under 40 as well. What was that like? That was fabulous. I mean, we got to invite our families and just being nominated with the wonderful individuals here in the Permian Basin was such an honor, but it was a beautiful evening that the young professionals put on. Um, so to be considered Odessa under 40, was pretty special. Yeah, that's a special group. I got the chance to, so I recently saw you at the Permian Basin uh, Sherm Conference, Energizing HR, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, but I also, just a few days later, spoke for the young professionals of Odessa. And man, that is a special group as well. And so when you mentioned that, I'm like, I bet that was special. Hey, well, um, I I wanna I wanna talk all about this uh PB Sherm. We say PB Sherm, the Permian Basin Sherm chapter, and all of the the exciting things going on there. Before before we do that, I would love to hear the the Megan Baez story. Like, where did you grow up? Are you from Midland, Odessa area? And and how in the world did you get into HR and leadership? That's a great question. So I am proud to be homegrown. Yeah, I I grew up in Midland. We live here in Odessa now. I left the Permian Basin for six months to go to Austin to the police academy. And I think why I love Austin, I think it sealed the deal that really this is home for me and where I want to be. But my journey into HR was a little different. Um, You know, kindergarten me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I really did want to be in law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, that made my mother like cringe. (laughs) So I started my career off in law enforcement um, as a patrol officer for several years here in the Permian Basin. Okay. I did not know that. I bet you there's a lot of people that did not know that. I'm curious, like, why why did you want to start off in law enforcement? Right. Well, everyone says, right, it's to drive fast and and carry a gun, right? All the fun things. (laughs) um, You know, really, I feel like um, I didn't have necessarily a lot of people in law enforcement or anything like that in my family. Um, But the people that I did know, uh, I would say, You know, these are just incredible people that are just giving and serving every day Mm. and truly wanting to help people. And, you know, I didn't know a lot of women police officers. And so I just thought, wow, maybe I could really make a change here. Wow. So you uh, did you did you start after you graduated from college, you went into the police academy and you became a police officer. And then what how tell me about the lane change after that? 
So 21-year-old me, yes, a patrol officer, and it was really great. I have the most amazing stories. <laughs> and, you know, I feel like really trying to find a leadership early on. I mean, that role comes with a lot of responsibility hmm. um, and really having to lead yourself well and, and you know, care for other people. Um, and in fact, even in a leadership role, I um started off as a field training officer um, very early on. And so even when I went into that training, I mean, I think that I was the only female in the training and probably most people that were in there were even um, a little bit more seasoned and experienced than I was. But right, I just knew that I, I had a passion for mm. leadership. And when I finally decided to get married and have kids, I just felt like maybe law enforcement wasn't the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. um, the nights and weekends life, I know a lot of parents and moms do it, um, but I just didn't think it was the right path for us. And so I really started to look outside and say, you know, what else could I do? And that was really tough because this was like the only thing I've ever known. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And I really found myself struggling. And I this quote through a leadership training by Andy Stanley. And he said, it's always a mistake to decide what you want to do before you decide who you want to be. Mm. And man, that was so inspirational to me at that moment, because I felt so lost in my identity. I really didn't know what I wanted to be right anymore. And I thought, you know what, though, I can decide what I want to be as like in a person. And and they prompted us to write some beagles in that training session. And so, you know, I knew that I wanted to be a good mother. I knew that I wanted to be someone that valued other people. I wanted to be someone that gave it my all. And, you know, those are still some of my beagles today. But I found kind of myself working um, at a car dealership and just fell into HR. <laughs> and it seemed like such a natural fit and was so great. And I'm like, you know, this is a lot like policing too. I mean, the compliance and, you know, working with a lot of different people. Um, so I think honestly, just kind of was a natural fit. <laughs> I love that. I love all of that. I, there's so much here, Megan. I just, I just want to dive deep into so much. I, you know, you talked about responsibility. You talked about leading yourself, which for me, that's one of the hardest parts of leadership is leading myself every day, trying to say, Hey, Bruce, you need to go to the gym. Hey, Bruce, you need to do this. Um, it, it's tough. Uh, but I always talk about how, when we find our lane, uh, that it, that's fluid, right? Because you found your lane early, you were in law enforcement and then you got married and had children. Now all of a sudden, you know, you, you found a different purpose and found that light. But I want to I want to touch on this. Uh, you mentioned Ad, uh, Andy Stanley. I love what you said because I talked about this in my latest book. And you talked about you you you, you basically framed it up a different way. And I love the way you framed it because you said before you start going and and looking for your next, you need to before you decide what you want to do, you need to decide who you want to be. And and it's interesting how you mentioned that because I remember when I was. In early in my 40s, I decided who I wanted to be when I 10 years out. I wanted to, you know, be a good husband. I wanted to uh, be doing well in my career and, and watching my kids graduate and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things I put on there was uh, I wanted to write a book. 
And when I got to that point in my career, you know, 10 years later, I looked at that list and everything on there, I was so proud of everything that had been accomplished, except I hadn't written that book. And that's what motivated me to really get after that and start writing that book. But I loved how you talked about that because it really is about deciding who we want to be, isn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, it's crazy how much it just shifts, right? Because I mm -hmm. think, and I work at a college and with college students who are so worried about, you know, their career and what they're going to do after school. And, you know, I always like to take a beat and I, I want them to have goals and big dreams, but more so really decide, you know, who is it that you want to be? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, I always like to talk about mentors on the show. I mean, you're, you, you know, you're, you lead internship programs. I'm sure you're a great mentor for many, but while you're going through the process, especially when you're in law enforcement, you're getting ready to make that lane change. Who are some mentors that have helped you on your journey? I always like to ask who they were, but more importantly, what was it that made them a good mentor? Well, when I was even going to college, um, I worked at the car dealership part-time in that capacity. And um, I worked in the owner's office. His name is Colin Sewell, great community leader out here. And, you know, he was one that truly led by example and, I think that was so revolutionizing to me, right, is that he had such high expectations, mm. but could balance that with valuing people. And sometimes I felt like, you know, I knew people that were good at one or the other, right? Um, but, you know, here was this this man and that he, he could do both. And I'm like this, you know, getting to see that day in and day out and, and then he was just, I mean, he would consider himself, I think, a lifetime learner. And, you know, he would read books and he would do takeaway notes. And then I would have to type them up and file them. And while that seems very like probably clerical, my, you know, minimal task um, for me to do, I was absorbing all of this wonderful knowledge, you know, being poured into me and just getting to be around him and having him pour into me and, and teach me. And I mean, there's no way I think that I would be where I am today if I didn't have that very, very, very mm. dark of my career. Did you realize how much of a gift that was at that time? Because I, I mean, not. think about it. You're typing up, like, I love reading books. I love capturing quotes and you're sitting there and you're like learning from, you know, sounds like a very great leader, someone who leads by example. I love that. Did you, did you realize that? No. <laughs> if I had to do it over again, there's so many more questions that oh, I would man. ask. Right. And, um, That's you know, funny. I mean, right. There was a lot of things I would do different yeah. probably in being able to have that time with him, but it really was, I mean, it, it was a gift. When I got yeah. to Dallas, Texas in 1995, I know I'm dating myself here. Uh, just graduated from college and getting my start in my career. Our owner uh, had a book by Carl Sewell and called Customers for Life. Yeah. And I remember how great that book was and how much I learned from that. I'm sitting here like you, like that was, that's no, that's amazing. I, I love that story. I love that story. It, so basically the, what I took away from that is uh, you, you know, somebody, you, you know, you're watching someone, right. You're, you're, you're watching him lead by example. And you're like, Hey, you know what? This is like, I love how he, what all he values. 
And I love also, I've heard John Maxwell talk about this a lot. Um, and I love how you talk about, you've, you've mentioned this two or three times already about valuing people. That's so important, isn't it? Like, it doesn't matter who they are, what they do, just valuing people because we can learn from everybody, can't we? For sure. You know, it's funny because Colin's mentor actually is John Maxwell. And so don't worry, we read a lot of Maxwell books. So, <laughs> um, I have had the pleasure of getting to meet um, him as well. And I mean, yeah, I think adding value is probably the most important piece. And, you know, I feel like maybe not everyone is faith-based, but but for me, I am. And I feel like that's, it's, it's almost the same, right? Is that, um, you know, Jesus came and love God, love others and loving others many times, meaning mm. adding value to them where you can. I was listening to a podcast one time, uh, my, uh, the Maxwell podcast, and someone had talked, was asking the question, how, like, how can I connect with this younger generation? You know, it was probably the, you know, the, the baby boomer, boomer or Gen X and talking about, you know, Gen Y, Gen Z. And he said, it's real easy. You just value people. Like that is like when he said that, it just, it was an epiphany for me is like, it doesn't matter where you're at in your career or whoever comes along your path, you just value them and, and their perspective, whether you agree or disagree or whatever the case may be, you'd like, you just have, you value them and, and all of a sudden uh, things change. Hey, I do want to talk leadership here. I always like to ask my guests on the show when it comes to leadership, I mean, you've given a lot of things already, but if someone said, hey, Megan, what's leadership to you? How, how would you respond to that? I mean, I think basically it boils down to influence. Hmm. But I think that's just part one, because I think there can be positive and negative <laughs> influence. <laughs> right. Don't you know it? So, I, right, I think it's really about influence, but your attitude that goes along with it. Hmm. I think I've been really blessed, not in my life with great mentors, but even just growing up, I mean, I, my dad, you know, he was such a hard worker, but my mom was this person that was like over the top. I mean, just want to make everything special and, you know, people are so unique. And so really knowing that like others matter early on getting that from her. And then she was quite the cheerleader of like, you can do anything and right. Having a good attitude. And so like pulling from these best of both worlds and pairing that together, I'm like, yeah, right. That's to do it. I mean, you know, work hard and value other people and have a good attitude. And I think that can get you a pretty good ways. <laughs> I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about adding value. And if you're doing the things that you're talking about doing, people are going to notice that and they're going to recognize that. I love that. Hey, I want to, I do want to ask you this question around your profession. Like, what do you do? You're director of internships and employee relations, but, but what's your, what's your everyday look like? What, what do you focus on? Well, you know what, Bruce, I feel like career service professionals, like I don't know many people that set out to be that on <laughs> college and university campuses, but it's the best job in the whole entire world. And I tell you, I mean, I came from HR at the dealership. I've worked in an electrical service company and I'm like, I wish I would have found this job sooner. I uh, don't have workers comp claims or payroll, <laughs> <laughs> but Really, I get to help connect students with opportunities. So mm -hmm. employers that are looking for new talent and want to recruit and want um, to create internships as one of a recruiting strategy, you know, we're able to help put that in place. 
um, working with employers, right? Looking mm -hmm. for new talent. That's um, a lot of what I get to do. But then on mm -hmm. the student side, a lot of professional development. So for a student really to be ready for that next step, you know, do they have a resume? Um, are they able to talk about their education and some of their experiences and maybe how they could add value to a new company? What do I wear to an interview? Or, you know, how can I make my staff stand out in the marketplace by maybe even having a professional headshot or a LinkedIn profile or who should I be networking with? These are some of the questions that our team here gets to answer. And I'm telling you, really, it's the best job. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. When you say the best job, I'm like this, this lady has found her lane. Uh, because I always talk about when you find your lane, you really have joy in everything you do. And you're sitting here and you're talking about, yes, I do work with companies and, and we, and, and we try to, you know, develop those partnerships, but being able to help people like that is phenomenal. I, I love that. I want to, I do want to ask you around some, there's probably some people listening uh, early career, maybe they may be mid-career. Uh, they're listening and they're looking for their next. I, I, I'm curious, you and, and I want to get into some of your volunteer leadership, but you got involved with a local SHRM chapter. What what are do you you ever advise your students early career or or people that are looking for the next to get involved? Talk a little bit about your journey. Uh, I, I'm curious, why did you get involved with your your local SHRM chapter? Well, when I fell into HR, right, a lot of it was compliance and things, and I'm kind of a nerd, so I, I enjoyed that, but there were so many other things that I was not, you know, familiar with, um, and so, you know, I had a colleague say, hey, you should join SHRM, <laughs> and mm. I did, and I'm like, this is great, because, you know, we were growing as a company, and there were just things we didn't have, and so to have resources, to have templates, right, for even policies and procedures and, you know, really even just starting with a basic handbook revision, right? These were all new projects to me. And so SHRM was a great resource. And then once I kind of had a little bit of foundation, right, then it was like, how can I learn a little bit more on challenges that I was facing here in the Permian Basin? And, and what better people than other HR professionals right here <laughs> in our home? And so that's how I got connected with SHRM. And, um, you know, for Permian Basin SHRM, I've been a member quite a while, um, but re just recently, you know, joined the board and um, I'm so glad I did. And I don't know that I would have just raised my hand and said like, oh, I think I'm ready to help PV SHRM. <laughs> um, but luckily I was invited, right? Yeah. And so um, Dr. Michelle Harmon, she's been on the board for a long time and said, hey, um, I think this is something you would really enjoy. And guess what? She was right. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh my goodness. I have gotten to know some great people at PB Sherm. Uh, I mean, you just like, there's so many people to name. I mean, Andrew Clemmer, uh, you know, Robert Segura, uh, Lee Tarzan. I mean, there's just so many, right? So many great people. Uh, but since then, Mel Mosier, uh, and, so, and of course, Dr. Uh, Michelle Harmon and, your journey. The reason why I wanted to mention that was because there's probably some people listening. And a lot of times we, we we're so busy, 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 busy. We're like, I don't have time for that. And so as we, as we talk uh, through this process, I wanted to talk volunteer leadership because I think that's a key part of your career development. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Now, okay. So I want to, so I want to jump in this real quick before we talk about this conference that you recently had. 
you are the president of Permian Basin Sherm, but you just mentioned earlier, you recently got involved. Like, sounds like you like got involved. And next thing you know, you're like, you're the president. How did that happen? Did you just raise your hand and say, Hey, I'm, uh, uh, I want to be president. What was that journey like? Not, not so much, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a long time ago, um, I just said, and, and this is profession. This is my kids, school stuff, sports, whatever that, I'm really not going to be one to criticize or say anything bad if I'm not willing to step up and do something about it. Mm. And so I have become very picky about what I get involved in because I think early on I tried to do everything, right? Um, I'm just naturally, I'm energetic and I think, oh, we can do this. I definitely have a can-do attitude. And so I'm like, oh, we'll just change the whole world. And, um, you know, as I've got a little further along, I'm like, no, okay, I need to focus on changing like the one thing or, you know, really what is it that I want to dedicate my time to? And, you know, involved in a couple of different things, but Permian Base and Sherm, I'm like, no, this, there is so much value here. Mm -hmm. And the Permian Basin, I mean, being an HR professional here, I think is very difficult. Um, not that it's not anywhere else, but I just think in the midst of oil and gas booms and busts, there are just challenges that we face that are unlike probably a lot of other people. And so I just see this community and think, okay, you know, we can really be here to support them. And there's so much that we can do. And plus that I don't have to do it alone because you just mm. talked about some of the amazing people that we have on our board and part of our membership that, I mean, I, if I'm spending time with these people, trust me, I'm the one that's winning. Mm. Well, the thing about it is, is that, you know, you get involved and you volunteer and it takes time right? It takes time. You're not typically doing that during your, you know, working hours. It's usually during your non-working hours. And in a lot of times, it's not even during your family time at night. It's when everybody goes to bed. Okay, now I need to, you know, do, do this, but it's so rewarding. So in about 28, I think it was 2018, it might've been 2019, I was uh, called uh, Kevin Dawson was part of the the chapter and he had called me and asked me to come speak. And I got the opportunity to come speak and it was so great. And then five years later, uh, I get a call. I think Stacy uh, Benavides might've, might've been part of that. Uh, but I got a call from Mel Mosier and Mel said, Hey, we're going to, we, we really feel like we need to re-energize HR. I just like, when she said that, I was like, okay, I'm in like, whatever she asked me, I'm in because uh, I love, I love it whenever we're able to re-energize people and re-energize the workforce. And so uh, next thing you know, I'm, I'm starting to see all the great things that are happening. Uh, you recently held your conference. Uh, I, I think Randy Anderson, Julie Birch were there as well. I want to, I want to talk about this conference for a second. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because I want people to hear the, 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 the reward that all the work and everything that's put into a conference, the rewards from that. But I'm curious, would you share maybe, I don't know, talk a little bit about your conference and maybe a couple of takeaways that you maybe either heard from attendees or maybe heard from volunteer leaders that you, you know, you're, you're talking to other board members saying, man, I'm so proud of this. So yes, we recently held the Permian Basin HR Conference and Expo at the Bush Convention Center. Um, we sold out registration at 120 seats. And okay, so I got to stop right now. You sold out registration. How does that feel? 
I mean, I don't know how to describe it because <laughs> truthfully, not only did we sell out, but we doubled the size of our conference from last year. I mean, doubling that seems like, I mean, do not underestimate what a small group of dedicated, committed people can do, right? Mm -hmm. Sky's the limit. And so, you know, we have everyone coming to just be re-energized. And, you know, I think starting off the day hearing from Randy talking about how important your choices are and who are you surrounding yourself with. And um, I mean, one of my personal takeaways is like, you know, we sometimes glamorize being average, you know, and, and mm. he just, he walked around the room and he's like, so many things we say like, hey, just take it easy, you know, or don't work too hard. And he's like, you know, how come we're not out there saying like, be the best you can be today, you know? Mm. And I'm like, damn, why do I? I mean, I don't know that I go around saying take it easy because I don't think that's my <laughs> But for sure, I'm going to put in my vocabulary to say, you know, be the best you can today. We have this day gifted to us, so let's make the best of it. Mm. And I'm like, so that's how we started the day. I'm like, mm. that's so fantastic. And then, you know, we had a wonderful barbecue meal because it's Texas. And um, I mean, then Julie, you know, to come in after and talk about, conflict because yeah. it's just something we deal with each and every day and some strategies that really can help us be better leaders in the workplace. And I mean, so many takeaways that I've heard from that from other people, but I will say one of my personal is she showed us this video of like run like a girl and, um, you know, the little kid, it's a little boy and he's kind of like, you know, just mosey on and you know at the end they show a little girl and they're like run like a girl and she's giving it her all and just being an example of like sometimes you know i think in the workplace we shy away from conflict mm. but what kind of example are we setting and and there's definitely a you know a better way to approach conflict but when you care about other people and when you're wanting to add value i think it's okay to have some difficult conversations mm. and to see the leader be able to do that and handle those conversations well and respectfully you know i think empowers a lot of people around them to say hey maybe i have a little bit more control about my situation and and how we can interact with each other than i thought I love that. I, I, uh, of course I, I was there, so I got to see that video and that was a powerful video. Julie Birch is a powerful speaker, both Randy and Julie. Uh, but Julie is also very funny. So whenever you're talking about conflict, like she is just so good at that because it's a very, it can be a very tense conversation, sub, you know, subject, but yet she made it, you know, she made it fun, you know, and, and she makes it fun to learn. And so I love all of that. I, there was so much buzz in the room. Uh, I, I just, so, I mean, here you are, you're in this leadership role. You've got great people around you. I met your, uh, I think I met your entire board. They are all moving in the same direction. They all have, they're all in basically. And then I'll tell you what, one of my takeaways was, is to hear the conference director, uh, Mel Mosier, at the very end of the conference. And I, I could just feel her conviction. I could uh, feel her conviction when she was talking with the attendees saying, hey, uh, now that the conference is over, this is where the work begins, right? We want you to come join us. We want you to be part of this. We want you, we want your ideas. We value you. I thought that was, I thought that was great. 
Well, I mean, anyone that has met Mel, I think you can't help but walk away a little <laughs> bit more energized after having one conversation with her. And, you know, I think what she said really hit home because uh, we left the day with more members of PV Sherm than we started. Mm -hmm. And so that's exciting to already, you know, hear the call and take action, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of times we hear the call, but, you know, I think sometimes maybe fear or doubt or tons of other reasons hold us back. Let me ask you this. Okay. Uh, there's, there's people listening right now. There's, there's, there's probably people right now that have their journals out. They have their pens out. They're taking notes. I mean, I've got a full page of notes here for, for people that are listening. May, they may, may or may not be in the Permian Basin area. They may be in another area and they're just thinking about, Hey, I'm wanting to accelerate my career. I'm wanting to be part of something bigger. I don't know, maybe share a couple of tips on, uh, or, or or reasons why they should be part of their local chapter. Any any thoughts around that? Well, I think that the biggest takeaway that we hear is that I am not alone. Mm. You know, and so knowing that there's people that are on this journey with you and ones that have gone ahead of you, mm. ones that are behind you that maybe you can even mentor and help support um, people on each side of you, right? That there's just this level of support. I don't know how many times a week that I get a call and they're like, hey, I'm dealing with this issue. I'm like, don't worry, let me put it in the group chat. Someone's got something for you, right? <laughs> and and then we're really able to, you know, find solutions because two heads are better than one. Mm. Um, and then two, I think as HR professionals, sometimes we're so worried about everybody else, right? I mean, our organization, we're, you know, sacrifice sometimes I think our own well-being to, to just to support. The organization to support others and so to know that once a month that you can get out of the office and just be poured into mm. i think is needed and that should be on your calendar <laughs> mm. i love that i love all of that this has been so good i will tell you i i talk about it all the time it you know you, you need to be part of something outside your organization just to gr keep growing, right? Just to connect with other people. And, and uh, certainly this is one way to do that. I just loved being uh, at your conference, re-energizing HR. I think you re-energized everyone there. Uh, there's a lot of buzz there in Midland, Texas. I loved it. By the way, I love the George Bush uh, Convention Center. That was so nice. Well done. Bravo. And I want others to hear the message of, you know what, if you put in the work, it will pay off in some way. We may not be able to help everyone, but we can help someone. And when we do that, we just keep moving forward. I, I want to, uh, I, I do, before I shift here, I, I do want to ask you this because now you're, you're married, you have children. What drives you? So those two little girls, <laughs> I think they're about everything. I've always felt a sense of responsibility, right? I think mm. even starting off in law enforcement and, and even my work here that I know it matters, but I think what matters most is those two little girls and what they see. Mm. It's so wonderful because my nine-year-old, people ask, what does your mom do? And she's like, my mom helps people get jobs. And I'm like, you bet you I do, right? <laughs> and because ultimately, and for a lot of us, um, we spend more time at work than we do at home. Mm. And so being able to find people a job that they love I mean, I don't think there's anything that can compare because, you know, I mean, when you love what you do, then you can go home. And I've I've had a job that I've hated. 
and I know what my home life looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now, I mean, I'm in a place that I, I love what I do yeah. and I know what my home life looks like. And so being able to like give that to other people and help them make connections and find something that they love and are passionate about is so important. And then that my two little girls get to see me, you know, mm-hmm. living that, living that passion and helping others. It's, it's definitely motivating. You're like, I want to pinch myself. Life is just good. I just, I love what I do. And, 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 and it's not necessarily the, 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 um, you know, the, the day to day is just the wholeness of it. Right. I just love you have your family in alignment with the, the work that you're doing and the person you want to be. And yeah. then you're connected to all these great people at BB Sherman. And I mean, I think that's, that's the lane of fulfillment. That's, uh, that's what I try to you know, encourage people. It's just, just got to keep on, you know, connecting and, and, and saying yes. A lot of times, whenever you're like, I don't have time for that, say yes. And then good things happen. I love that. And I'm so excited about the road ahead for you and your chapter and all the good things happening in your area. I do want to ask you this question. You've given some, and you've given some great advice throughout the program, but I would like to ask if you've ever been given any advice it was just so good. You just found yourself or find yourself sharing that with others. Well, again, being here on the college campus, a lot of, you know, new roles and new leaders. And early, early on, I got this advice and and from Colin again. But he said, you know, as a new leader, here's the three things that you can do. One, build relationships. Mm. Two, earn trust. And three, don't change things until you know why they're being done that way. And I'm like, really, that was some great advice. And, you know, every job I've went to, that's where I've started is just build relationships. You know, who are the, who's my team? Who are the people around me? Who are the people that we're serving? What are the challenges, you know, and earning trust? I mean, can I do what I say I'm going to do? And can, you know, you give me something and I'll own it. Or if I don't, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that, you know, we're not where we thought we would be. And so, right, I mean, you just earn trust. And then when you maybe have a new idea and you kind of learn the ropes, I think more people are receptive because you know that they they know you're for them. And then they know that you can be trusted with it. And so I really think that is a recipe for success in the workplace and probably however, whatever you're in too, you know, I think that could apply to anywhere. I love that. I love that. I think uh, when I was uh, presenting, I talked a little bit about developing influence and building trust and how important that is. And I think, you know, that's what, that's what you do, right. Especially with, uh, especially with in, in your, in your role, right. You, you have people that, you know, you don't, they don't know you. They just know you work for the college. They know you're, you're there to do good things, but you still got to build that trust, man. Once you build that trust, though, it's like, it's like this belief, like they have this belief. And I, Oh man, this has been so good. I, I could talk to you all day. I told you the time was going to fly. Um, I'm so excited. I'm going to put the PB Sherm information in the show notes so people will be able to, to learn more about uh, what's going on there. And again, I wanted to get you on here and I wanted to highlight all the good things that you and, and the entire uh, Permian Basin Sherm community is doing. Uh, it's so good. It's very energizing and uh, uh, super proud of you. And so thank you for coming on. Hey, I do want to end the show with some fun facts. I call it, it's time to accelerate. And I like to ask a few fun questions. First question is, would you rather read a book or would you rather listen to an audible or a podcast? Podcast. 
podcast. Podcast. I love it. Any any favorites? I really do enjoy the Craig Groeschel leadership. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah, that is real good. I, I I do too. Hey, you know, I always talk about great leaders or grateful leaders. What what are you grateful for? Probably my family. Like I said, the girls motivate me, and I could not do half the stuff I do without my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out Abe, right? Like there, it's a credit to bud. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, so we talked about, you know, your conference theme was energizing HR. What energizes you? Right, making connections. When mm. employers come up and they're like, We thank you for connecting us with so and so student, you know, they're the best thing ever. I'm like, oh, I know they are, right? Yeah, that's mm. how we got y'all connected. Um, or people are like, you know, do you know, Megan, I'm celebrating my five-year anniversary and you're the one that introduced me to this role or to this job. And I'm like, wow, you know what mm. I mean? That's, that's really cool. Super energizing. I, I will tell you while I was uh, around you, I was very energized by the way you worked the room. You do like, <laughs> you do like to connect because you're like, Hey, I'm going to go meet this person. I'm going to go talk to this person. You were thinking your uh, exhibitors and your sponsors and just meeting people and it was very, and even after the the event was over at the social, you're continuing to be very energizing. And so I, uh, I'm, I'm energized by that. Hey, I, this is my final question. Probably my favorite question I like to ask Megan is Megan 10 years older is around the corner. She's knocking at your door and you're going to go answer that door. What's she going to say to you? I'm going to say probably don't grow tired of doing good. Mm. Right, because life gets busy, and trust me, I feel like we, I like to focus on the positives, but there are so many challenges, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes life is just super hard, but just don't get tired of doing doing good. I love that. That's a 10 years older, wiser, Megan Beza. I am so thankful for you coming on the show today. This has been so much fun. Hey, if someone heard something that you said and they want to follow you or, hey, maybe they want to connect with you and learn more about PB Sherm, how is the best way for them to connect? So I'm on LinkedIn. So Megan Baeza, Sherm-CP, um, I have my credential on there. So they can find me on LinkedIn or if they want to email me, Baeza underscore me at utv.edu or connect with Permian Basin Sherm online. Bruce, thank you for coming to the conference because I feel like we were just able to end on a high note by having you um, as our final keynote speaker for the day. And I'm just really challenges, right, to, to focus on being the best that we can be and, and adding value to others. And so much what we talked about are important to me is what you were able to speak about. And, I, and we just had such great feedback from the conference. So thank you for joining us. I don't want to, that to go unmissed because we were thrilled to have you. Thank you. It, I it, Listen, I was honored to be there and, and uh, I have so much fun uh, <laughs> speaking and, and, and especially when we get done the conversations afterwards and just talking about the the takeaways. So no, thank you. I appreciate that. This has been so much fun. I will make sure to put your link in the show notes. And if you want to connect with Megan, uh, reach out, connect, but be sure and let her know you heard her on Life in the Leadership Lane and, and you heard her say something on the podcast. It really brings that connection just much tighter. And so uh, for that, I say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for leading the PB Sherm chapter and uh, serving the Texas Sherm uh, HR community. 
we're certainly grateful for that. And I can't wait to see what's ahead for you. So thank you again. Appreciate you coming on. 